Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 3rd, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studio in the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the living legend and senior impact correspondent, John Degani. John, good morning. How are you? Morning, sir. I am not unwell. How about yourself? <laughs> I am I am well. We'll <laughs> put it that way. Um John and I have a good agenda for you this morning, um, and our show is powered by the Eastern Observer, and our whole agenda is brought to you by the Eastern Observer. So we have our ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. It's our playful way to start the show each day. Um, and then we're going to get into the Yokozuna documentary um, and maybe share some memories about uh, Yokozuna. And we have impact from last night that we want to touch upon. We've got a couple of news items, not too much. And then we have trivia. So, uh, John... Just to let you know, trivia today is going to be all about Yokozuna. Okay. So we'll see how many answers you get in our discussion of, uh, of Yoko. <laughs> all right. Let me ring the bell if you're ready. All right. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And John, you're back on top of the league. So yes. congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I enjoy the chase a little bit more than uh, the league because I'm always sweating it, but uh Take it for now. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so the question of the day, the non-wrestling question of the day is, what's your favorite soft drink? Uh, well, uh, I, I, I'm almost never seen without bottled water in my hand. But uh, beyond that, I'd say I'm kind of an old man. I, uh, my next go-to is probably ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, that is an uh, old man-esque, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. Uh, I have a DMD Diet Mountain Dew sitting here, um, but I'm usually a Diet Coke guy myself. But if I need that kick in the pants in the morning, you know, <laughs> or anytime. All right, let's talk some wrestling. Um, we had a Yokozuna documentary that dropped the Icons series uh, on Sunday, and you and I just got around to watching it, and uh, it's very good. Like everything that they put out, is very good. This one I think had a little higher production value than some of the other ones, though. Yes, it, it felt more like uh, a film, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It, even um, I guess where the first part I noticed was in kind of in the opening credits where they had, uh, I don't know, kind of like Marvel has their thing with the comic books and stuff like that. There was there was definitely an introduction to the Icon series um, with like sketching and stuff like that. So, so I thought, you know, okay, this is going to be something a little bit different. And... It was very good. A lot of guests. I think every, um, you know, they had Afa and Sika and all the cousins, brothers, nephews, et cetera, um, children, uh, everybody connected to Yokozuna, plus, of course, the, the major talents of the day. Um, but I, th I thought they had all the bases covered with the, the guests. On yeah. The show. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, other than hearing from uh, The Rock, you know, you saw images of him, but yeah, you heard from everybody else uh, pretty much in the family and around. So, uh, 
Yeah, well done as always. Uh, they always they they, yeah. they can tell their own story in retrospect uh, better than just about any entity in entertainment. The show, I, I, the way I looked at the show is it had kind of two parts. It had the sort of the rise of Yokozuna and the fall of Yokozuna. And, Meteoric rise, yeah. Yes, and when I um, I guess I guess I I hit pause when they started talking about him running out of gas in the ring and started, you know, you could tell that the, the, the documentary was taking a shift in tone and it was about halfway. So I think it's, I think it was pretty well split, um, you know, talking about Yokozuna and, you know, getting into wrestling, going to WWE, immediately getting into the WWE championship picture pretty much immediately. And then, you know, everything else after that was, how do we keep this guy alive, basically? Deadly, yes. Um, I was interested to find out that Sergeant Slaughter was the person who sort of came up with the sumo wrestler idea. I didn't know yeah. that fast. Yeah, absolutely. Vince was, <laughs> Vince, you know, his that first, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, Coquina Maximus character really just wasn't hitting. And uh, Vince went to him and kind of said, like, I got seven other Samoans. What do I do with this guy? And yeah, Sarge is the one who came up with the the sumo character. Yeah, and um, and you know it really worked for him. I mean, obviously we we know that in retrospective that it did work for him, but um, I don't think that I would have saw that <laughs> if I was. No. You know, if you look at some of those early photos of him with the long hair, um, and you you don't really think, you know, he's a big big man, but you don't really think sumo type of. Man. No, yeah, the pres the presentation was everything. You slicked his hair back, put it up in one of those funky buns. You put Fuji next to him, and oh my god, yeah, the character is right there. Yeah, and then they they were talking about um, various people were talking about WrestleMania Nine. That's the Las Vegas Caesar's Palace. That's where Yoko uh, defeated Bret Hart to win the WWF Championship. Um, and they, the Samoans were all talking about how this was like the biggest WrestleMania for them which is interesting because it's not – I mean, they, everybody thinks WrestleMania 11 is not the worst, and 9 is usually on the list not far behind it. But um, but they all really, really – I mean, because of Yokozuna being crowned, crowned uh, WWF champion even for a short period of time, this was a huge deal for them. Yeah, that, there's your original head of the table right there. That's – Yeah, that's no kidding. Taking his spot. Absolutely. Um, and then, but then the family talked about, you know, sort of the legacy that I think they, what they remember about him. Um, and you, and you have, I guess, you know, the uh, Jimmy or Jay, I don't remember which one it was, was talking about how, uh, you know, they would go get him coffee and get paid a hundred bucks for the, to do it. So it's like their legacy is, uh, his legacy is this, I guess, his generosity with his, with his money and stuff. And, you know. Well, there, there was, uh, once again, uh, the way Roman refers to the head of the table is putting food on everybody else's table. You know, he, he uh, one, of some, uh, one of the, uh, maybe his sister said, you know, he sent out Christmas card. Everyone got a Christmas card with cash in it. And uh, Rikishi talked about the fact that, you know, he had just bought himself a new house. But he couldn't afford to put a new heating unit in it. And Rikishi wrote him a blank check, or Yokozuna uh, wrote him a blank check. Uh, so, yeah, he truly was uh, very generous and, you know, 
as, as gruff as he was on on camera backstage he was light and jovial and uh and for his family he you know a, a true family and if if i could um i just kind of surprised you with this question but um if if you could put the icon documentary out of your mind and i say yokozuna what what comes to mind like what what is the first thing you think of or i guess your most vivid memory of him <laughs> probably the the main event there at wrestlemania 9 I always, I always remember him beating Bret Hart, and then the ridiculousness that took place immediately thereafter. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Hogan talked about it. He kind of acknowledged the fact that uh, it it wasn't a good idea. Um, Hulk Hogan would come in and and immediately beat Yokozuna in about thirty seconds, and he he walks out of WrestleMania nine with the championship, and. I guess, you know, the way Hogan presented it on the documentary is um, he went to Vince and said, you know, I'm leaving because um, I got a movie or a TV show or something. But, you know, what if at the end of Mania I come out to help Brad or whatever and, you know, a future pay-per-view we set up Hogan versus Yokozuna. And I guess creative got out of control and you know, it happened right then and there, and then it was King of the Ring where Yoko would actually win the title back from Hogan with that uh, camera flash uh, thing in Hogan's face. So they still had to protect Hogan <laughs> from getting beat by Yokozuna. So. <laughs> oh, he's got to make the big man look good. Yeah, yeah. And then Yoko carried the belt until WrestleMania 10, where he did lose it back to Bret Hart. And, you know, that was a, that was a really big moment for Bret Hart. I remember you know, the locker room emptying and putting up on his shoulders and stuff like that. And, um, and you know, very cool, very cool moment for Brett. Um, one of the other things that I saw that, that, you know, you didn't get to see in the documentary is that Yokozuna eventually turned face and that wasn't in the documentary at all. But um, if you, if you go back and look, you'll find uh, images of Mr. Fuji waving an American flag as Yokozuna speaks to us in English. So, um, a bit of a character shift toward the end. It was when Cornette brought in Vader that all that happened. So it, well, the other thing I didn't, I guess I didn't remember as vividly. I remember him, you know, obviously it's very easy to make a heel out of someone anti-American. I remember him. I remember that he was a heel. I didn't remember just how nasty of a heel he was, you know, mm -hmm. I mean that, uh, the quick clip we saw of him uh, doing the drop on, uh, I think it was Jim Duggan, and he's bleeding out of his mouth. And, you know, the announcers are, you know, is there no respect? Is there, like, they are just, like, he was the most evil thing on the planet. As a, you know, he was, yeah. I just remember him as a big man. Yes, he was a bad guy, but, you know, Fuji was really the villain in that duo, you know? Well, Yoko did some nasty things, like he would do that bonsai drop, which was just to look at this, this guy the size of him. And you're like, um, you know, he would just sit there after the pin for a long period of time, or he'd climb up and do it again. Um, and I, when I think back, like, I think those are the things that make me think he was nasty. Hill because he would just torture people. And, and that move above most everything else you'd see in wrestling was like, that was extremely believable. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know. <laughs> As DDP is saying, you can't fake gravity. Yeah, right. 
Um, second half of the documentary, they talked a lot about Yoko's weight problems. And I think it was Bruce Pritchard who was talking about how, okay, you, you see him gaining a little weight and you see him slowing down and you, you know, you're worried, okay, we got to lose weight. And then all of a sudden you're like, this man's going to die. And it, I mean, it, that was where the words out of, out of Bruce Pritchard's um, mouth. So they tried to get him help a couple different times. Yoko wasn't really receptive. That was the kind of the theming in the show. And um, they wanted to send him to Duke University. He said, no, I'll do my dieting and stuff from home. That didn't work at all. Um, so eventually they did send him to Duke University, but he found a friend to bring him fried chicken or whatever. Um, so it still didn't work when he went to Duke University and, and was in care, I guess. Um, and ultimately, he was doing a tour in the UK, and he went to bed and didn't wake up. So Very um, there were stories from, you know, Savio Vega was telling stories about, you know, waking him up. A um, lot of lot of respect, though, from guys like The Undertaker. Uh, Savio Vega was in there. A lot of time with Rikishi and the Wild Samoans. The thing that was kind of heartbreaking towards the end of the documentary is that all these guys were sitting around questioning if they could have done more. And, some, and I, in the case of some people were saying, it, you know, it was my fault for not doing more. Um, which is kind of a sad, sad place to be in. Even Bret Hart was like, you know, maybe we should have called him more and encouraged him more and, and things like that. So um, kind of a heartbreaking end to the story. He was in his 30s. I, I want to say 36 or something 34. when he passed. 34. Yeah, so young man uh, who accomplished a lot in those 34 years. But you oh, know, yeah, definitely way too young to, to leave us. And... John, the thing we were talking about before the show is that in kind of like, you know, all this time that we've been around wrestling and, you know, watching wrestling, these stories like this one is only recent, it's only recent. It's like we're able to talk about them because there was so much scandal stuff going back in the, in the late eighties and the early, especially in the early nineties around this time that we have a tragedy like this. It didn't seem like anybody was really talking about it. Um, so all these years later, now it seems like we're able to go back and look at these things. Yeah, it's, it's nice to, you know, like, okay, you don't, nobody enjoys talking about tragedy, but when you have a beloved figure and tragedy, you know, they either suffer a tragedy or some kind of scandal is attached to them, you hate to see their whole career get swept under the carpet because we just don't want to talk about the bad stuff. So it's nice that uh, they can open up and let a lot of people really say some lovely things about what was apparently a, a wonderful man. Yeah. Yeah. And I should, I should know there was no real uh, scandal here. You know, it was no, no. the, you like to eat and that was what killed him basically in the end, I guess. So um, anything else on the docs stand out to you? Any, um, any moments or stories and specifically that were of interest, I guess that we didn't talk about. Just the just the idea of uh, just how impressive his rise was, yeah. you know, to, to come yeah. in to come in in uh, September of ninety two uh, as Coquina, the character really wasn't hitting. He was oh, now he was repackaged less than two months later as yeah. Yokozuna. You know, normally guys, yeah, you know, you, you hear all kinds of. You know, talk about guys struggling for months and years 
to grab that character, and he was you know repackaged by uh, you know late ninety two, and you know he's a champion in ninety three. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge. Like mid ninety three. Yeah. I think it was Rikishi who was talking about how confident they were in their training to do whatever was brought to them. That they they right, they right. all felt like we are our training was so good and we're so sound and we know what we're doing that if you bring us a character, we can we can do it. And I think that's pretty evident because I don't believe Yokozuna was thinking, uh, and you know, Rodney was thinking as he was coming up that he would be a sumo wrestler, but there we have it. Um but, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, it's definitely the, you know, Fuji is, you know, what has had a whole career before that um, and, and managed a lot of champions, Demolition and, and others. But I think, you know, Yokozuna is the world title champion. Uh, I don't think he had any others before that or after. Yeah, and um, that's, uh, you know, when I, when I think of him, that, you know, that's, it's not all I think of, but my first thought is seeing him next to his world champion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and even when even Jim Jim Cornette, of course, storied career, and you know, he's either the your your internet darling today, or he is you know, the bane of your existence today. Um, but I don't believe, uh, in the, at least in the World Wrestling Federation, that he ever managed another world champion either. Um, contenders, you know, Vader and the likes, but uh, I don't believe he ever had another world champion. Somebody will correct me, I'm sure. If I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, yeah, um, so uh, excellent documentary. We have more to come. I know our our friend and pal Gary Mahaffey from the UK is looking forward to when they do the British Bulldog documentary. I'm sure it'll be very good. Um, and there's a whole series of these icons coming out, so It'll, it'll be good. Some of the characters haven't really been focused on, so I think they're important stories uh, and they're interesting stories for, for us, the wrestling fan that grew up on these these characters. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Davey Boy as well. That, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So Impact from last night, um, some interesting things happened. I think if I, if I were to look at uh, everything that happened last night, I'm, you know, we had two... Uh, two big returns, ODB, which I think we reported on this show uh, the ODB was returning to Impact, but uh, also Shara returns. I think, John, last week when we talked, you were speculating that you thought it might be Shara that comes in to help Rohit. Yeah, it made sense that it'd be someone from his past, someone from the Desi Hit squad, and I was just trying to figure it because it did, you know, what little clue we had, it seemed like a large, imposing figure, and he certainly fit the bill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, you know, we'll see what they do with, with Shara from here. ODB's return. That's always interesting. Um, you know, and she's aligning herself with Jordan and jazz. Jordan ended up getting a win over Susan on the show. So four minutes. Um, I guess just to break down all the matches, uh, Havoc got a win over Natasha Steeles, which sets up another match next week, Nevaeh versus Kiara Hogan. Uh, where Josh have we Elliott seen this before? What's that? Where have we seen this before? They're, yeah. they're running Before they announced the tag title tournament, this is basically exactly what we did. You're right. <laughs> and, of course, this was the finals of the tag team tournament, and it looks like it'll probably be their first defense as well. So, um, 
Larry D got a, a win over Crazy Steve with a punch. <laughs> Best hand in the house, baby. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then uh, Rohit Rush, who, of course, beat TJP with the help of Shara. And Moose and Chris Bay, they finished the night with a uh, victory over Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer. Um, Trey, didn't, Trey didn't have a match, John, but he had some weird interaction with Sandy Callahan. You want to break that down? Yeah, he was he was being interviewed uh, backstage uh, by one of the uh, young ladies, and uh, it started off awkward because uh, you know she said you know welcome back and uh, what led to you coming back, and he started to describe his career as you know I've been I've been walking around with two crutches for the past couple of years now I'm ready to stand on my own, and then Sammy kind of walks into the picture and you know absolutely deplorable Sammy is the one who kind of taps him on the shoulder and goes like, come on, man, where's your sense of, uh, you know, uh, dignity? Where's your, uh, you know, where's your heart for, you know, you're, you're throwing your boys under the bus. They've been gone for, you know, five minutes here. Uh, so, and, you know, I'm not quite sure where that's going. Does Sammy eventually take him under his wing or do they wind up putting heads and having a program? But it was, a, it was a very weird interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Trey definitely is going on undergoing a personality shift some kind yeah i mean he dyed his hair i mean you know right there come on <laughs> you know the the hair it's so it's so interesting what wrestling fans uh latch on to and when you do a, a, a simple thing like that by the way great mug <laughs> r2d2 coffee mug uh, you know when cody rose had that black hair for a, literally a minute people were like oh my god he's turning heel <laughs> it's like well little you know. character change I, I think he probably messed up the blonde the blonde dye job, and he had to. He, that's the only way he could really fix it. So either that or the the lighting just didn't work on the the Go Big Show. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, perhaps. So um, so yes, you know Trey definitely going under a personality uh, change, and cousin Jake offered a position in Violent by Design, which is the I guess the reason why he wasn't totally beat down last week. Uh, from your perspective, did it look like Cousin Jake was actually contemplating this, or is this like, you know, next week he's supposed to give us the answer? But right, yeah, it, it he seemed kind of befuddled, like he was kind of like, I, how do I feel about this? I, I really don't know how I feel about this. I'll have an answer next week. I think he should do it because I, I think he's going to be really lost out there without it. But I, I'm sure Impact has ideas. So yeah. And who does Violent by Design beat up if they take him in? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then there, the, we continue with the Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona. Now we have Hernandez in the picture here. Um, so there's a match coming for No Surrender, but we don't have quite the details whether it's going to be a singles match or a tag match. Um, but it would be kind of, I, I, you know, even though they've been teasing it, it still would be kind of weird to have Cardona and Myers on the opposite side of the ring, don't you think? It's gonna feel weird, but I, you know, the minute uh, they passed each other in the hall, either last week or the week before, and kind of, you know, uh, Myers completely blew him off. You know, you immediately had to think, all right, here, you know, eventually these two are gonna get it on, and you know, some some way, you know, uh, probably, you know, probably will start out as a tag match, and it'll probably uh, whittle down to those two against each other, and uh, probably a series of matches, if I had to guess. And I think uh, you know when it comes to that singles match, that's a that that should be a big program that they pay off on a pay per view. 
like yeah. cursor or something. Like I'm sure it'll take them a long time to get all the the storyline set and in place and stuff. But I think that's a, a match that would attract a lot of attention. So. Yeah, you know, in the, in the history of wrestling, you got a lot of uh, friends who you know come in together, and then you know, I, I think it's I think it's almost like you know the honor of their careers to get them then turn on and work against their best right. friends. So these two are good buddies, and uh, yeah, it should make for a really good chemistry and uh, a couple of uh, really good matches. Absolutely. So next week on the show, ODB versus Kimberly, Kira Hogan versus Nevaeh, Good Brothers versus Chris Saban and James Storm. For the tag titles, yeah, um, they just kind of dropped that one in there. You know, they they kind of they talked to each other backstage. Uh, you know, kind of had some unpolite words for one another, and they said, like, you know, let, let, we'll settle it next week. And that was kind of the end of it. And then, as they tend to do on Impact, when they run down the whole card for the next week, they mentioned that that was for the tag titles. I had to back it up a second. Wait, did I hear that right? What was the point of that? Uh, what was the point of them facing private party for an opportunity if both teams were going to get the opportunity? Exactly. But as as we've come to say on the EWP and in our text chains and whatnot, uh, impact on impact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have to kind of, I mean, whenever you watch wrestling, you have to suspend this belief a bit. Um, it's very true on impact. <laughs> a little more so. Yeah. Uh, we did get an uh, announcement, Rohit Raju versus TJP for the X Division Championship at No Surrender, so that match is added. Um, and they, But you have the overwhelming presence of Shara on the outside, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll do it for Impact. Anything else on the – anything major on the list there that we didn't cover? Uh, just uh, Swan and Tommy Dreener with their contract signing that – you know, yes. no contract signing ever goes smoothly, but even those two, even though those two kind of had a uneasy kind of backstage, you know, Swan was like, yeah, let me take it. And you know, Tommy was like, uh, don't worry, I'm going to pull my weight. You know, the, Tommy seemed a little bit annoyed, but I don't know that it breaks down to them punching each other next week, but something stupid's going to happen because it's a contract signing and something stupid always happens. Right, right. <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, tonight we have a uh, a, wed a wrestling wedding, and next week we have a contract signing. And we know that they always end up almost the same. A, a wedding is just a contract signing with a cake, with so. a cake, <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps nicer clothes. But I have a couple of news items, and just for kicks, I'm going to play the bumper because we haven't done that in a little while. And I'm going to go ahead and say today's news is brought to you by the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories and I put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. Nearly 4,000 people get this free newsletter each week. That list is growing every day. Uh, in addition to the top stories, the newsletter will also keep you up to date on everything we're doing at Minutes to Bell Time, whether that be new books, podcasts, games, or anything else. It's really the best way to make sure you don't miss anything going on. The issue comes out every Friday at 11 o'clock or at noon or a little bit later if I have a busy, busy day. Uh, but did I mention it's free? Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. All right. All that to say, I only have a couple of news stories, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to get that bumper in. Uh, WWE Untold APA comes out this Sunday. And I mentioned that yesterday, but I thought I'd bring it up with you, John, because we 
we're like the documentary guys on the show. So, <laughs> right, looking forward so to I think uh, that'll be fun to watch. And uh, what hasn't been told about the APA at this point? I think they've been pretty <laughs> out there. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, if, if, if there is enough stuff to to fill an hour, then I'll bet it'd be awfully entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I would think that for that one, they should publish the uh, WWE Untold APA drinking game rules or something. But we'll see. Every every damn gets a you know sip. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks is going to be on the Broken Skull sessions. Also said that yesterday too. But you know, we came off that Bailey one, which was pretty good, and. Now we have Sasha Banks. So uh, next next after this, we'll probably get them together. So there you go. <laughs> um, sticking with some other WWE news, uh, Lars Sullivan was released from his contract. John, you and I talk about this a whole bunch in pre-production. Um, there's really not much to say. I, I think that the demons that haunted him the first time around with the comments that he made online, uh, at least to me, it appears like um, they just wouldn't go away. And yeah. so... So, you know, when they brought him back, it was kind of a rejection from the community, and and now he's gone. I, I think. I mean, I have no confirmation or anything like that, but I, it, to me, that seems to be, like, what's going on here. Yeah, when, when the WWE gives up on a big man, especially a big man that they were trying to put over as an intellectual giant, uh, there, there must have been a lot of strongly worded letters uh, flowing into Connecticut. We have a special request coming in from the UK from Gary. Uh, he can't wait for the Ginny Untold documentary to come out. Now, uh, it's well documented that Gary is not much of a Ginny fan. <laughs> but are you going to have him on in the morning to talk about that one? <laughs> I definitely have to. I will have to. <laughs> uh, that's in the works. We might get Gary on here in a couple of weeks, so he's got a little bit of time time away. So. We may, we, may, we may sneak him on to the morning show here. Nice. And then finally, uh, Drew McIntyre putting out a memoir called A Chosen Dynasty. It'll be released May 4th. So interesting to me that they're actually calling this a memoir, and they seem to be crediting Drew McIntyre with writing it. So I don't know if it is uh, one of those biographies with a ghostwriter or not, but it seems to be marketed a little different. They're not calling it a biography or an autobiography. They're calling it a memoir. And they've said multiple times. They said multiple times in the release it was written by Drew. So we'll see what happens with that. I wonder if this will be like uh, at the, the recent Jericho book, where it was basically from his uh, notes, match by match. So you know, right. does this come from an old notebook somewhere? Interesting. Um, also referring to that Jenny conversation I'll be having with uh, with Gary, Travis is thinking it might be a short conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jenny. Poor Jenny. Uh, okay. John, ready for trivia? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. All right, John, you get five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the win. And if you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. As mentioned at the top of the show, this is Yokozuna trivia. And my first question, who was the first wrestler to knock Yokozuna off his feet? This isn't storyline. So who was the first wrestler to knock Yokozuna off his feet? Was it A, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, B, Bret Hart, C, Owen Hart, or D, Hulk Hogan? Uh, 
I'll say Brett. Ooh, this was okay. So this one, the taxage of Duggan, and it, and it is that image that you saw in the documentary that you talked about earlier. Um, it was on an episode of Superstars when this whole thing played out. But after Yo after Hacksaw knocked him off his feet with the uh, you know like the football tackle, uh, Yoko retaliated by dropping four bonsai drops on Hacksaw, and that's where you had the, the blood coming out of his mouth and stuff. So. Um, you, if if you have, people have been watching the show uh, recently, Travis has talked about the uh, Glens Falls Civic Center. Well, Glens Falls, New York, is where Hacksaw Jim Duggan is from, so it's probably why it um, it resonates with me because he was sort of like a hometown guy for us, and uh, and it was probably I, I don't know if this is true, but it feels like the biggest singles program that I remember him being in, and it was short lived. <laughs> <laughs> So at WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna won the WWF Championship from Brett before dropping it to Hulk Hogan. There was a three-man announced team calling the action. Let's see if you can remember that team. Was it A, Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, and Randy Savage? Was it B, Bobby Heenan, Vince McMahon, and Randy Savage? Was it C, Monsoon, Heenan, and Macho? Or was it D, Perfect, Ross, and Heenan? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here, D. I'm going to go with D. It was not D. It was A, Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, and Randy Savage. Uh, I knew I knew it was Heenan and Ross. Uh, that was uh, Ross's debut, right? It or was his debut in the company at WrestleMania 9. Uh, Jose says hi, so we say hi back. What's up, Hope Jose? Hope you enjoy the content. Um, okay, John, not not a good start. You're 0 for 2. Uh, <laughs> but I should mention you are you were last month's champion. So when we look at the scoreboard, you have one monthly championship. Travis is in the lead right now with three questions. And if you run the table the rest of the way, you can tie him. Um, but I'm sure he would love to go into tomorrow as uh, as in the lead. <laughs> Longest lead he's ever had. <laughs> There's a really good chance of that. Well, let's check. WrestleMania 10, Yoko Suzuna defended the WWF Championship in two matches, dropping the title in his second bout. Who were the two wrestlers? Was it A, Randy Savage and Bret Hart, B, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, C, Lex Luger and Bret Hart, or D, The Undertaker and Bret Hart? And I guess based on the questions I gave you, Bret Hart was one of them. Who was the other? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So you're looking at Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, Lex Luger, or The Undertaker? Uh, Undertaker? It was Lex Luger. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luger and Bret Hart won that Royal Rumble together. Oh, of course. That was the 90, what, 94, 95? Yeah, it would have been 94, I think. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, your fate is sealed here. You are over three. Uh, congratulations, Travis, for maintaining the lead for a day. But you got two more questions. Let's see if you can finish with some strength here. Feels uh, like old times. <laughs> uh, I'm not feeling very good about this next question, but we'll see how you do. <laughs> Both of those WrestleMania 10 matches had special guest referees. Were they A, Mr. Perfect and Pat Patterson, B, Pat Patterson and Roddy Piper, C, Bruno Sammartino and Roddy Piper, or D, Mr. Perfect and Roddy Piper? 
Perfect Piper. I know it was Piper. Piper. All right, one for four. You're back in the game. <laughs> you can laugh about that, and you can also laugh. Jose wants us to laugh about Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> that is Travis. that is worthy of a laugh. <laughs> and Travis is celebrating. So Yokozuna turned face. Fuji waved the American flag, as as noted earlier. And Yoko tagged with Ahmed Johnson and this man to take on the team of Vader, Bulldog, and Owen Hart at WrestleMania 12. So it is Ahmed Johnson, Yokozuna, and a partner facing Vader, British Bulldog, and Owen Hart at WrestleMania 12. Were the partners, was that final partner, Savio Vega, Razor Ramon, Diesel, or Jake Roberts? Oh, God. Versus the, uh, the, the hearts. Uh, give me the, run those down for me again. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, the, you just need the four options? Yes, please. Savio Vega, Razor Ramon, Diesel, or Jake Roberts. WrestleMania 12. Savio Vega. It is Jake Roberts. Why not get that one? I love Jake Roberts. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna see if I can do a quick Google here, but I'm pretty sure Savio faced Stone Cold mm. at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that ooh, that was a that was a brutal match, yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh the Undertaker faced Diesel at that WrestleMania. So uh so he would have been out, and then Razor Ramon wasn't on the card. Hmm. But all right. Well, John, uh, that is the show today, but I've got some things I need to tell everybody about. So stay tuned here for a second so you don't miss out on some of these great things that are coming up, including the Wrestling Connection. Join the godfather of pro wrestling, Tony Capone, and the voice of the people, Tony T, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Nawa Wrestling Connection live on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to the Nawa Wrestling Connection to find out everything that is taking place in the world of the North American Wrestling Alliance and join the two Tonys as they sit down with a special guest each and every week. Uh, last night they had on Tony DeVito, and I was on for that to ask a question. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun show, so don't forget to check that out. And also, join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday night, every Friday night, for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports. Our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then episode number 40, number 40 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast returns on Tuesday night. Al Carl, John Smith, myself, John Nakani, Gary Mahaffey return for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage will begin at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, February 9th on the Eastern Observer. So, Lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, our show is going to be returning tomorrow with John Smith. That is the Daily Wrestling News Show. Uh, let me see. Comments are piling in, so it must be people excited about everything that's going on. Uh, oh, <laughs> Travis has reminded me that I need to give you the Hawkins. Ah. There it is. So uh, let's make sure we... We, uh, we thank Travis for that. <laughs> Good looking out, Travis. <laughs> yeah. 
So very good. So uh, that's our show. John, any parting words before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think I think we covered the day's events uh, and had a good time doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everybody. Like I said, our show returns tomorrow. Uh, don't miss it. And thanks for watching.